welcome to the Let Spirit Lead the Way podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Loretta. And we're two soul sisters that came together to create this podcast for you. So this week we are on episode three called Finding Inspiration. So Loretta and I are going to share what inspiration we found early on in the path and this kind of like breadcrumb trail we followed to get to where we are today, which is very different and unique to every individual. Uh, but we just want to share our experiences with you. So Loretta, did you want to share a little bit when you were first on your awakening journey, what was inspirational to you? Yeah, thank you. I will. Um, I, do, I did want to talk a little bit about hope first. So this yeah. concept that you know, when we are stuck, right? <laughs> when we're stuck, um, we need a sense of hope in our lives to move forward. And when we find inspiration, it can create like this spark inside of us to feel excited and move forward in our life. And so when I was at my most stuck point, that thought that I shared in the last um, podcast that came to me was, you know, there has to be more to life than this. And that little spark um, came from having holding that hope that there's got to be more, you know. And so I just started to seek it out. That drove me to seek it out. Um, and I started with, you know, very um, mainstream learning things like taking continuing education courses. Um, uh, at the time, I was working in the dental office, and so I was taking professional development courses and. Learning, um, learning anything and something was interesting to me. And it kind of made me realize that, oh, like, I actually really enjoy learning. And it's a growth, right? An internal growth. And so I actually started taking um, my university degree while I was in that like stuck space of my life. Um, and that really made me feel like alive again, to a degree. Um, yeah. So how about you, Laura? What was sort of your first thing that helped you become unstuck? Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. And I like you how you said, like, you had that feeling there has to be more to life than this, because I can so relate. I also had that feeling of just feeling like sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm. <laughs> so for me, um, what really brought me onto my spiritual path was entering a 12-step group. It's called Al-Anon. It's for friends and family of alcoholics. It's kind of like the sister group to AA. And at the time, I was just like running into so much like drama in my life. And it stemmed from a couple of like failed relationships. I, I kept using relationships to fill this hole that I had in my soul. So I didn't really have much self-love or confidence or anything like that. So I would just go from relationship to relationship to kind of fill that in. And then um, it was actually my sister. She invited me one night to an Al-Anon meeting and I was just feeling so terrible that I opted to go to it. And I remember I remember sitting there and listening to everyone sharing and I was just so extremely shy I didn't want to I didn't share that night I didn't talk but I was just so happy to hear that everyone was sharing things that I was feeling inside and I started to feel like I wasn't weird I wasn't different like other people actually feel this <laughs> the same thing that I'm feeling inside and I'm like oh my gosh 
So um, I remember then going, um, so that was in my hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania, but at the time I was living in Philadelphia. So I went back to Philadelphia and the first thing I did was look up Al-Anon meetings in my area. And I went to one that week and that's something I did for seven years of my life. I currently don't do it anymore. Um, I feel like um, I got what I needed out of it, but that was like the foundation for my spiritual path. And I'll just share one quick thing, uh, one more quick thing that one of the things I learned in Al-Anon, we had these daily readers. So every day of, of the year, there was a reading. There was a couple different books. There's Hope for Today. There's Courage to Change. As soon as I woke up in the morning, I would read my daily readers and that would get my negative mind out of the spiral of just waking up thinking like all these negative thoughts and crazy things that would like mm. leave me in like sadness and like just having a day of like low energy. So I just like loved those books and I remember reading those. That was like one of the, the hugest things that got me out of my funk. <laughs> yeah. And when you so, said, about, sorry, go on. <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. I'm no, just going to say like when you, when you said about um, listening, reading the daily readers, it made me think about, it made me remember that I used to listen to music in the morning on my drive into work. And so like, even though I was kind of felt stuck in my career, I used to listen to like really upbeat music and I would sing my heart out like embarrassingly <laughs> so. <laughs> and it always made me feel so good. And like there were certain, um, there were certain songs and, and artists that I listened to who really spoke to like what I was feeling. So it was like a way for me to express what I was feeling inside, but also like, again, talking to that inspiration and hope of like, Katy Perry's song, you know, Firework. Have you heard that song? Oh, yeah. I love that song. <laughs> yeah. That song was like really instrumental in me, like um, becoming unstuck. Right. And um, yeah. it's it's funny how like inspiration can come from like so many different places. Um, yeah. But sorry, I inter interrupted you. Was there something more you were going to say there? Oh, no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you for asking. But I will add to that. Um, I didn't think about that. That's a good point. I also was really connected to music. Um, I shared in my last episode how my aunt passed away. And she was really connected to listening to Alicia Keys. So she had gifted me her CDs before she passed away. And Alicia Keys was like an instrumental. Um, and she was an instrumental person I'd say on my healing journey just any of her music um I do love her song Superwoman <laughs> it's a really good song um and also India Ari um any all of her music I got to see both of them in concert even um I hadn't really been to concerts until like I got up into my 20s I'd say but yeah definitely Alicia Keys and India Ari um two big um inspirations for me so I just wondering Loretta um what other things have you found inspirational on your path yeah I, I think for me it's like definitely of course like authors and singers and speakers and those kind of famous people but also there's a lot of like everyday people in my life <laughs> I would call them who really inspired me quite a lot within my life so even when I talked about going back to do my university degree while I was still working, um, you know, part of me was like, oh man, like I've got two little kids at home. Like, how am I going to do this working and, 
and all that. Um, and I thought back to when my mom was in her 40s and she actually went back to school and got her uni university degree. And I'm like, man, she was able to do it with the three of us. Um, so it was like kind of looking back to other people that I've seen in my life who have inspired me. And I have quite a few of them, but that was just sort of one that popped in my head. How about you, Laura? Like, do you have anyone in your life that inspired you, whether that's someone famous or like everyday person? Yeah. Um, when I was thinking about this, I ended up like thinking of a lot of, for me, it was like a lot of famous people, but there was like a mixture of both. Um, but as far as like famous people, um, Oprah was always somebody I was really attracted to, even like before I got on the spiritual path and she still had her really old show. I would watch her show religiously like every day. I think it was at like four o'clock. And then um, I was so sad when her show, like they, they stopped her show and then she eventually went to Super Soul Sunday and again, every Sunday I would watch that and it just gave me like little bits of hope and inspiration. And like, also she would always talk about different authors and their books. So I got introduced to so many people that way. Um, so a couple of those people were um, Mastin Kip. So uh, he wrote this blog called The Daily Love. So every day in my email, I would get a blog from him. Since then, he's like totally grown and he's on to something else. And he's wrote books too. But so Mastin Kip um, was also, hold on, I'm blanking on the name. Oh, Mas it was like Mastin Kip, Gabrielle Bernstein. She wrote that book, The Universe Has Your Back. Um, I was really attracted to them and then they ended up being on Oprah she interviewed them as like the new age like thought leaders and eventually I ended up like anybody that was famous that I was really attracted to I eventually got to see them in person at like a speaking event or whatever so I did get to go see Mastin Kip when I was in Philadelphia and that was when I was first introduced to Kundalini Yoga and I totally forgot about this till years later because that had to have been back in like, I don't know, 2012. And now it's, you know, 2021 and I'm a Kundalini teacher. But I remember he did this like two minute exercise. It was called Ego Eradicator and you do Breath of Fire. And I'm like, this stuff is so weird. And there was like this lady there with like this white turban on all dressed in white. And I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, what is this? You know, but yeah. I just kind of like went with it. So it's kind of cool, like looking back how like early on I was introduced to these little things that later, like years later became like a big part of my life. Um, so I was wondering, did, did anything like that ever happen to you that you remember? Yeah, it's it's hard to remember sometimes, you know, <laughs> if you look oh, I know, back totally. in your life, it's like, it's like there were so many of... people, I would like almost call them signposts, right? It's like these little yeah. people that just remind you that there's like, there's more possibility here um and like I think for me like I, I grew up with a very like traditional um educational stream like that's just how I was raised um so I, I tended at first to gravitate like of course I watch tv shows and listen to music like everybody else but I, I tend to gravitate to like um more structured learning um, 
and because I was in the dental field, I, I did tend to go to like um, dental speaking, continuing education type things and um, learn like learn that way. And, and I joined like different clubs where I would meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like when I, I ended up like going to Toastmasters, that was like um, trying to help me get out of my shell because I was so shy and like to the thought of talking in front of people was like really difficult for me and um, so going to that group I found them really supportive and um, it was definitely like anxiety producing sometimes to like have to like practice and speak in front of people but they would just do like short things where you had to get up there and speak for like a minute or like 30 seconds so it was like kind of kind of made it like more possible but I would sit and listen to their different speeches and it was always so inspiring like what they would have to say right and it's just um whether they made changes in their life or um they were talking about some interesting topic that like oh I had never thought about before um so that kind of like opened me up to like possibility that we can actually change so like I always thought that if you're shy, you're shy and that's all there is to it. But that's actually mm-hmm. what I've learned not true, that we can actually change things about our personality um, through practice and through intention. Um, so, you know, that that really helped me, like going to Toastmasters, helped me um, grow that part of me. So. Yeah, hmm. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to add, like, I just had a thought. If if you're finished with your thought, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to add. Okay, cool. Um, so in the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned the breadcrumb trail, and I just wanted to explain that a little further of how important it is to follow the breadcrumb trail. And what does that mean? It means like when you're walking down the street and you like happen to see a store and your intuition's like you should go in that store and like you go in and then you happen to like find a product or you meet a new person or like stuff like that or like you go to the bookstore and like a book literally falls off the shelf that like you've never heard of before and then you read it and ends up being like the like a game changer in your life like stuff like that that's called like the breadcrumb trail and to always follow that because there's like breadcrumbs like leading you like eventually to like your purpose, your destiny, like what you're meant to be doing. Um, And a couple of things for me um, that I found early in my spiritual path were more like physical things. Like I found this exercise called intent sadi. It means mindful awareness. And it's a high intensity cardio workout where you combine uh, positive affirmations. And Um, You can't have a negative and a positive thought at the same time. And then while you're working out and all your endorphins and your adrenaline's going and you're saying these positive affirmations, it's like retraining your brain. And that was a huge thing on my path. And I found it by following the breadcrumb trail that there was a gym across the street from me in Philadelphia that seemed really cool. So I signed up for it. And then I looked at their class schedule and that was like that class really drew me in. And I went to the first one and I was hooked and I went to it for years. I ended up teaching it myself. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad like I listened to those steps of like, here, you should go to this gym and get a membership here, go to this class. And then another thing for me that was like more physical than like mental or like a book or something was salsa dancing. Um, and that was so healing for me to like 
get uncomfortable, dance with other people. Like I literally had to let go of control and let the guy lead and, and follow him. And that was hard for me because I'm a powerful person and I always want to be in control <laughs> and <laughs> I know everything, you know, like that's my ego, whatever. So, uh, salsa dancing helped me so much with that aspect and I loved it so much um and then lastly I just wanted to say um I never was into like working out hardcore and I don't know when I first got on the spiritual path um because of that intense body class I started working out at like boot camps I even did like a couple Spartan races which looking back on even surprises me because I still I don't do that like right now um, but Spartan races were hard. Like it's an intense race yes. for a couple hours. And I was like, how in the world did I even do that? But it was just like something was calling me to do that, to learn the lessons that I needed within that. So I love yeah, that. I it's like you that. inspired yourself. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Right. Yeah. I love that. Have any moments like that that you can remember in, in your life, Loretta? Mm, it was definitely the speaking, right? So yeah. forcing myself to get up and speak in front of people was really, I inspired myself in that way because, um, you know, it started off with Toastmasters and eventually you started speaking in, in more open uh, spaces, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. I'm going to speak. And then I would get up there and I would speak. And then it would just be like, oh, I did that. Like I, I did it and I didn't completely mess it up. <laughs> and like, obviously there's always things that you're like, you say, oh, I should have said this or should have done that. But like, that was my learning that like, whatever needs to be said will be said and it's okay. I can just allow that to be. And um, yeah, it was just kind of going back to like that path of like, oh, like, what am I going to do with my career? That's like was a big thing for me when I was stuck. And and so I kind of looked about to like people in my life who had um, either switched careers or were in a in a career that I thought like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I'd like to know more about that. And so I spent a lot of time just reaching out to new um, to find out new information or whatever you want to call it to explore like what would it be like if I did this profession or that profession or if I um, did this job part-time and so I started just talking to different people that were either like old friends of mine or people I had met through through um, you know f events or whatever you want to call them and um, what I what I got to see was I was inspired in the sense that there's there really are a lot of possibilities for me I realized like I went from feeling like oh I'm stuck and there's nothing there's no possibilities to wow there's like an endless world of possibilities here there's so many things that I could do or be or experience and so like that process um, didn't necessarily help me figure out exactly what I was going to be in that exact moment but what it did was it helped me weed out what I didn't want and it helped me see that oh I like this aspect and I like that aspect and I found that really to be like a helpful process and so um, using other people as inspiration in that moment is like um, to expand what I feel is possible um, yeah so. totally mm -hmm. um would you mind sharing the story um, that you shared with me earlier? I thought it was so inspirational um, about the women that you really, the woman you really looked up to. Um, 
that was in the dental hygiene realm and then actually got you to do something that you never thought you could do. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's funny because I've talked about the speaking thing a little bit. And so I was sitting at one of those, um, you know, continuing education courses with um, a colleague of mine and this lady was speaking up at the front and I've heard her, I had heard her speak several times before and I really liked her. Um, cause she just, she was very real and she kind of spoke from her heart and, um, she was knowledgeable and she always had a good way of like engaging the audience. Right. And I was sitting there and I was said to my friend, this thing just like bursted out of me. It was really like weird in the sense that I'd never necessarily had this thought before. And I was just said to the lady beside me, I was just like, that's going to be me up there one day. And she's like, really? She's like, you're not nervous. You're not like afraid to like speak in front of people I was like oh yeah I'm definitely like terrified (laughs) I'm terrified of the idea but for some reason I could see myself up there um and so it's funny because like I that's after after like not immediately after that but eventually after that I, I that's when I went into Toastmasters and started you know practicing speaking in front of people and getting more comfortable and eventually I did end up speaking at that particular study club which I think we had about 200 members um, which was for me a really big a big goal right to to go from not even wanting to raise my hand to ask a question as an audience member to being up at the front and running a you know an hour and a half two hour presentation um so i don't know i just like i look back and i almost want to laugh at that because it's just so funny how like we can when we're inspired by someone and she was an amazing mentor to me i ended up actually reaching out to her and she was a fantastic mentor in a lot of ways um so mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you for sharing that story. It's so inspirational. You even inspired me. <laughs> Aww. How about you? Do you have another story you want to share before we like do our little exercise? Um, I think I'm good on stories. I was actually thinking, let's get into the exercise. And then um, there is a quote I wanted to read at the very end. Um, but I thought it'd be good if we can go into the exercise now so other people can see where their inspiration lies. Perfect. Yeah. Alrighty. So for this next part, um, I'm just going to ask you if you want to participate to grab yourself like a journal or pencil, paper, that kind of thing. And this is a journaling exercise. So I know sometimes we do like a little meditation or breathing exercise. Um, Today, we're going to actually do um, a little journaling exercise. So just, you know, pausing the video if you need to, to grab what you need. And when you're ready, um, this exercise is, is to help you kind of look more at what we're talking about in terms of the people that inspire you in your life. So what you do is um, I'll give you the questions. You can write them down and then, you know, take as much time as you need with this. So this is kind of the thing that might be helpful to like pause the video and re- restart it or write it all down and and take your time to, to go away and and actually reflect on this. So the first question is, um, can you name three people that you most inspired, are inspired by or admire respect in your life? And they could be three people from anywhere. They could be famous people. They could be, um, you know, a friend, a neighbor, um, a family member, anyone in your life that you feel, 
drawn drawn to in the sense that you respect or admire them in some way. So once you have your three people written down, what are the qualities that you admire about them specifically? So going with one person at a time. So um, person, I'm just going to call it person A, <laughs> person A, person B, person C. So person A, what are the top three to five things that you really admire about them? Maybe it's um, a personal personality trait. Maybe it's something that they do. Maybe it's a, um, a drive or a, a personality, like a, a trait. So just taking the time to write these down. And then going to the next person, person B. And then again, person C. So I'm just gonna kind of skip through it so that you can um, write these down and, and spend time on, on your own time, really reflecting on these top traits. And then really look at like how does this person spend their time in ways that you admire and then the next question is what personal practices habits or actions do they possess that seem to be helping them to be their best And then so you'll repeat this for the, the three people or you can even, you know, you can go crazy with this. You can write down like five people and, and really explore what it is that you are um, admiring in this person or look up to or, you know, respect within this person. Um, and then when you're done, what you'll do is you'll look back. You'll look back at all of it, all these traits and see those qualities that you wrote down and recognize that maybe some of these traits that you've written down are actually things that you possess inside of yourself. Meaning um, if you see that, you know, someone's very, like for me with, with that person that I had respected, that dental speaker, she was very real um, and she was good at story, storytelling um, and she had a good head on her shoulders and those were things that I admired in her and I look back and I'm like those are values of my own you know trying to be very real and authentic that's like a really important value of mine so um, look look at what you end up writing and and see what actually comes out and maybe you'll see something in yourself that maybe you didn't notice before that's always been there or something that's looking to bloom and erupt from within yourself. Yeah. And Laura, I think this would be an amazing time to share your beautiful quote. If that feels good. 
I wanted to share this quote. It's by Anina Morjani. Um, she wrote this amazing book called Dying to Be Me, as well as some other books. Uh, she had a near-death experience, but the quote is, when you hear of somebody who has experienced something that is outside of the realm of what you thought is possible, you see their story, you get all the proof you need to know it's true. It's as if it's happened to you. It blows your mind open to the point where you are now allowing it to happen to you. Mm. Anything else you wanna mention, Loretta? I think that was a great quote That's to kind of wrap everything up. Um, super yeah. powerful quote. Thank yeah. you so much for finding that. Definitely, just kind of popped up, you know, here it was like, here you go, share this. <laughs> I almost wanna hear it again. <laughs> I don't know, it just, yeah, I can say it again. It's so powerful. There's so much meat in that quote. Yes. I'll say it one more time. Uh, when you hear of somebody who has experienced something that is outside of the realm of what you thought is possible, you see their story. You get all the proof you need to know it's true. It's as if it's happened to you. It blows your mind open to the point where you are now allowing it to happen to you. Mm. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Well, thank you everybody for listening in. Um, our next podcast will be out on February 15th. So look out for that. And sending you all much love and blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.